This is the EVP Podcast. For all of you that are listening to the podcast, welcome. For those that can see us, you can see DVO's creepy serial killer smile right Hello. now. Um, welcome to another episode of the EVP Podcast. I'm Beaker. I'm DVO. And I'm Ghosty. And, um... Yeah, sorry we missed last week. We had a special guest lined up, and yep. it uh, due to scheduling conflicts, we were unable to have them on. Um, we're going to try to get that person on again in the future. It was going to be an exciting episode. But yes, he said he will come back. He just had some personal uh, things he had to deal with. So, um, yeah, uh, sorry we missed a week. That's We're going to keep trying to bring you a new episode every week. We can be better, guys. We can, we can be better. We yeah. are better than that. That was poor planning on my part because I didn't have a backup topic either. So we just we decided instead of recording um, to watch TV instead. Yes. But not just any TV. <laughs> it's the uh, best way to we, procrastinate. We did, we did Netflix and chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. it was no, Discovery Plus and chill. Ghosty went skiing. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Did you cancel your Discovery Plus? No, not yet. You should you do that. It. You're gonna. Well, I wait one more day. Like, was it? No. I got so one today, more day. Today's one the last day. day. Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. Cancel. Cancel. Yep. The free $7. seven day trial. Yeah, seven dollars a month or something. Yeah, for Discovery Channel. I don't know. Is there like a if there's like a shows on it might be worth it. It's not. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so not worth it. So okay. Not, well, this, this is a good. This is a good uh, critique for the listeners if they thought. Hmm. I've been thinking about getting Discovery Plus because of a lot of the paranormal shows. Now you've had it for about a week. Have you been playing with it? I would say that it is beneficial if you don't have any type of cable subscription or satellite subscription of okay. any kind. But because my internet comes with the channels, right? Yes. I. It pretty much is everything that's on Discovery Channel and on Travel Channel. Okay. So, I mean, there might be a couple other shows that are sp- exclusively on Discovery Plus, but I think eventually they'll end up on Travel or Discovery. So maybe not the worth paying the five to seven bucks a month. Not if you already have uh, okay. some type some type of a subscription to a cable or, or to okay. Travel and Discovery. Because like five bucks for ads and seven bucks for like no ads, I think is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A so month. I'm- Unless you're like really wanting to get the episodes, my alarm's going off. Yeah, time, time to wake up. Time, time to wake, wake up. up. Wake up. Yeah. So normally we record at like eleven thirty midnight on Sundays. Um, we're doing this nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Um, I'm surprised I'm actually here because I normally this was would have been dead. My nine thirty <laughs> alarm just went off, so it's time for me to wake up. And these guys are like, you fool. We were up so like at five in the morning, every morning. So, um, yes, well, Sunday's Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yes. And then there's me. <laughs> and then there's, there's Beaker. And so we thought, well, we just did a fun little event last night. Let's do the podcast while it's fresh in our brains. Yeah, because tomorrow we'd, we'd forget everything. Yes. Um, that's how awesome. I'm already we're. losing you now. Yeah. What happened last night? <laughs> I don't know. We talked to ghosts. Okay. We'll so... In preparation for this episode, we did something that's stupid. Spontaneous. Spontaneous, yes. <laughs> Discovery plus free trial so we could watch Ghost Adventurers. Um, it's as exciting as I'm making it sound. No, so we watched the episode of Benson Grist Mill. Why did we choose that episode? Because uh, that's where we were going. We were tired. Um, 
No, because that's where we went last night. We went to Benson Grist Mill. Thanks to Beaker for uh, reserving the place for us. Appreciate that. Yes, and I reserved it again in, in the end of September. All so, right. Um, I think we had a lot of fun. I do this every year, and this is the this was our first official uh, paranormal potluck, is what I call it, as uh, EVP. And we'll be doing it again in September. It turned um, out pretty damn good. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, we had so many so people. Good. The food was amazing. Tons of food left too. Yeah, it was. I I was overwhelmed with the positive energy with everyone that was there. It was just like, I don't know. For the people that were there and saw me, I literally was like walking around with a big smile on my face the entire night because I was it's just. Like, I love you guys. Pretty much, I was <laughs> yeah, like crying. I yeah. was like I was like uh, sober <laughs> drunk. I was like that sober drunk guy that's just like, I love you, man. <laughs> Literally walking around getting everybody hugs. and I think it was just a lot of it was because you didn't get to see a whole lot of people last year with the, the pandemic and everyone just like yep, taking true. precautions. And now that here in Utah, it's been about two months since they got rid of the mask mandate and they've started opening things up more and more. Um, finally actually got to be able to see people that we haven't seen in over a year. I call that that space of time during the shutdown the blip. The blip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Like it didn't even happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just everyone snapped back into existence. Back to normal. I saw this meme the other day. It's like, because you know when the when the blip happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> Endgame spoiler. Sorry. Um, people just reappeared back to where they when they yes. vanished. Right. So there was like people reappearing like where their airplane was in the sky at the time. <gasps> that's right. So Hilarious. Like, just think oh. about that. Like, say someone was flying, right? Yeah, and they they blipped out of existence. Obviously, the airplane is not going to still be in that exact same spot five yes. years later. So, if you blip back into existence while your airplane is no longer there, you're now just I'm like, "Hey, I'm back." Oh, <laughs> what if they blipped into the plane though? I think it's where you were. Location? That's the rules. Is it location, or, location. or inside? Oh, damn. Yeah, because what if the building's not even there no more, and you were inside of a building when that? Oh, damn. So many factors, right? Yeah. So many factors. So, um, and that has to do with Benson Grist Mill. Um. I want, as a foodie, I want to make people jealous. So we had candy bacon. Oh my god! We gosh. had tri-tip steak. We had bacon-covered dates stuffed with goat cheese. Okay, so I believe that was uh, Ghosty's friend that made those. Yeah. Um, tell her thank you. Everyone loved those. They I heard. Gone. I heard so many people raving about those. Oh, you didn't get one. I got one. I got oh, the last. Okay, I took okay. the second to last one. Okay, good. Um, so I saw I you had one. a little container of bacon all to yourself. Yeah, someone made me the the our Dave that was actually on one of our yes, earlier our episodes. special guest. Um, he made a bunch of candied bacon and he brought me my own little container, which uh, I totally. You, it's in my car right now. I forgot that I had it, but it's still good because oh, well, it's candied good, bacon. I'll go eat some then. Um, <laughs> yeah, so much food, cookies, fruity pebble treats. Oh my goodness. So much Whiny good stuff. Dog. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so much good stuff. It was, it was so, it was so fun. It was, it was great to see everybody. Um, and I think at one point I counted, and we had a host from seven different podcasts there. Oh. So apparently we're friends with a lot of podcasters. Um, and I do count your guys as other podcasts as one of the. I mean, technically, if we count your third podcast, we'd had oh, like yeah. eight shows there. So we had. I'm just going to give a couple shout outs real quick. Yeah. Um, so we first haters off, on this episode, so, on our podcast. No, we're not. Um, so first off, obviously, uh, Buko Boys, they were there. Fun, 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 fun. When I'm not around, they're the Buko Boys. When I'm around, they're the Buko Boys plus the weird ginger. The wild, the wild, <laughs> the wild ginger. ginger, sorry. Um, 
then we also had we had uh, Kent from Bacon Cell. Um, love that podcast. If you guys haven't listened to it, you definitely should. Uh, it's they, I think they're is that who you were investigating with. Yeah, that's who I was with okay. all night. So okay. uh, I know Kent from. He used to be on another podcast, and uh, him and the the other people that were host of that show. They used to run public investigations, and when I oh. when we were with the other team before we started doing before I started uh, running public investigations, we would go staff their events. And so I've been at several investigations with Kent, but never actually got to investigate with him. So um, that's kind of where I disappeared to last night. Is I was I was so excited he was there. The other two of you were in the basement Suck all alone. Sucking face, yeah. <laughs> and Jess was there too. She saw the whole thing go down. She was no. recording it all. Um, yeah. um, so I was I was stoked he was there, and I this is my first chance in like the five or six years that I've known him to actually maybe even seven years. Um, that I actually had a chance to investigate with him. So I just followed him around all night, and we investigated, uh, the three of us, him, Jess, and I. And we had a lot of experiences. We'll, we'll get into that later. Um, so, yeah, Bacon Cell. They're, uh, they call it the Hickory Smoked Pop Culture Podcast or something like that. <laughs> um, they, they talk about all sorts of things. That's kind of so Kent, Kent's a, 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 is actually a movie critic, uh, and he's got, oh. his, he's got his website, ShowtimeShowdown.com, where he reviews movies. And then Joel, uh, who unfortunately couldn't make it last night because he had other stuff going on, he does, he's a comedian and he does like um, Quickwits and Murray. So uh, every now and then he goes and, and uh, participates in that. Like it's uh, improv comedy. What does he look like? Um, short, hair, face. <laughs> <laughs> Legs, arms. <laughs> Torso. What was he wearing? Symmetrical Tors- face. Torso. <laughs> <laughs> Probably had shoes at one point. Um, what, was he, what was he wearing? He, he wasn't there last night. He oh. was he was emceeing oh. another event. Um, <laughs> you just want to randomly know what people look like. <laughs> I thought you were talking about somebody else that was no, there. Um, no, he unfortunately couldn't make it. But so he's an improv comic, um, and those two they got together and started the podcast. It's actually really entertaining. So some of the okay. stuff they talk about is is fascinating. The, I think the last episode they did was on different jingles, like uh, TV spots, like. That throughout the years, like mainly 80s and 90s and stuff like that. So um, it's an interesting podcast. I really enjoy it. Check it out. We also had um, our friend Shane and uh, another one of his teammates, uh, Diana, were there. Um, Shane runs Bear River Paranormal out of Logan, Utah, and he runs the Bear River Paranormal podcast. Uh, So it's another paranormal podcast. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy their show. They talk about their adventures in the paranormal just like we do. And everyone's going to have different experiences and different beliefs. So I recommend listening to as many paranormal podcasts as you can and and uh, get all the information that, you know, then just it's it's always fun to hear other people's perspectives mm-hmm. on the paranormal and their experiences. Um, there was also uh, the Raymonds and the Finleys were there last night and they are on the Paranormal Peeps podcast, um, which is another good paranormal podcast to listen to. They... They also do the same thing. They talk about different paranormal stuff and the, their experiences and adventures in the paranormal. Um, we had Greg was there for from Greg's Guide to New Music. He goes and finds like obscure music that you normally wouldn't find and plays it for you. And he talks a little bit about the history of the song or the band or whatever. It's, uh, it's usually like he finds music that he really enjoys and hopes everybody else will enjoy it. So that's what he does. And then who else was there? We had uh, Lara from Plot Toast Media was there, and I think that was about it. 
There was a I lot. I wouldn't put to do a Royal Rumble because they're going to be one number one. There podcast. can be only one. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we had. I mean, we had a pretty good turnout. We had twenty plus people last night. Yeah, and which is fine for a venue like Benson Grist Mill because this place is huge. So many buildings to investigate. It's so easy to like. I mean, once we started investigating, I didn't see you guys the rest of the night. No. Until like twelve thirty, we're like, should we record? And I'm just like, mm, we have a half an hour. No, mm-hmm. probably not. Um, it was hot as hell last it night. It was too. hot as hell. And we had our special guest Dave and Lurch were there as well. Yes, Lurch us. was there. Um, Brandy was there. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, and then Caden. Caden was there, and a, a bunch Lisa. of people that have. Yeah, Lisa. Uh, she used to be on uh, the other team with us. Uh, she's also part of the Paranormal Peeps. She's on their podcast every now and then as well. Um, and a bunch of people that have listened to me and some of the other podcasts over the years. So, yeah, it was a great turnout. A lot of good food. A lot of good fun. Um, and we had some cool experiences. We did. I did. And you guys did. I don't know what you guys... Anything that happened to you guys, this is going to be the first time I'm hearing it. So That's right. That's why we do it fresh so we don't forget. Should we talk about the Ghost Adventures stuff first? or well, Yeah, or well, we can kind of compare, go back and forth and kind of compare. I wrote some of my notes down too, but... Yeah. Bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ride my bicycle. So, Ghost Adventures, um, those guys are weird. I just, I felt dirty watching that. Or how about some, uh, you want to get some history about the mill? Mm, yeah, they they milled stuff. They grist. They gristed yeah. the mills. Benson grist. <laughs> they grist. They, they, yeah, Benson grist. Uh, it was named after what uh, Ever, Ezra Taft Benson, mm-hmm. um, one of the uh, former leaders of the church. Long time ago, of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Yes. Um, so his family owned, owned this grist mill, apparently. And they they milled grist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is grist? I have no idea. I think it's ground up wheat or something. Yeah, right? I looked at because one time me and Ghost we were talking about. I'm like, what is grist? So I looked it up. Yeah, it's it's basically almost like making flour. I guess. Yeah. Kind of so grinding, like grinding, grinding up wheat to make flour. Yeah, and. Uh, so they have a big wind or a water water mill, big water mill. And I guess that kind of powered it up. Now being in there, it was about ninety degrees. Back in the old days, they didn't have air conditioning. Still no air conditioning in these buildings. I don't know how they could work in those buildings. On the second floor, when uh-huh. I was investigating, my EMF meter has a thermometer on it, and it was eighty-seven when we started, and it got up to eighty-nine in the in the second floor. Of course, this was also like eleven o'clock at night, so it cooled down a little bit. It's it was so damn hot. It was. Yes. So that's what I'm thinking about. How do these people work in these conditions? Fans? There's no fans back oh, then. Oh, damn, you're right. In the 1800s? <laughs> they sure have they people have... standing outside going, yay, good job. <laughs> Those fans. Doing the wave. <laughs> yeah, it must have been hot. Ugh. Ugh. Is there any record of anyone dying in those mills from working? Because those are some big-ass machinery. I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen anything. Nothing on record, seen. right? No, I, d- I didn't read a plaque that said that. I'm not as talented as Zach. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we can talk about the mill first. Um, well, four stories? Is it four stories? So yes. Four, three with a basement? But three four to- the, three four, with a basement, yeah. yeah. four total. Um, down the basement is pretty pretty cramped down there. But there's a there's a panel that, that gives off a lot of EMF, so it's kind of hard to do any type of readings down in the, the basement. The whole grounds is just pumping out EMF like crazy. Yeah, there's a there's like a huge transformer um, right across in the parking lot, and then they have wires buried underground. You can almost follow the wires with the KT. Uh, yeah, pretty yeah. much runs straight down the middle of the ground. Why well, just put in the drywall? I don't, I don't know why they just put in the drywall. 
<laughs> Should have done that. Instead of running it through the ground to the building, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just put drywall Crazy. out there. What? They need to dig it up and put... Drywall. <laughs> drywall. Yes. Drywall. Redo, redo the whole building. Because we, we know kidding. drywall stops you know. <laughs> So in the mill on Ghost Adventures, they got an EVP. Uh, what, what were they using? Were they using SB7 or... Or are they just doing EVP blast? Uh, at that point, if it's the one that you have on the, the top of your yeah. notes there, they were just talking. They just had a digital recorder going. Yeah, digital recorder to the yeah. EVP blast, which is yeah, they record so. and they just re- replay it real quick. And yeah, yeah, they just they were doing a quick little EVP session. And they they think they heard the word bicycle. I didn't. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that either. No, it was actually it was funny because when we were watching it, I you hear them. Um, ask you know does does anyone want to talk to us and instantly like it kind of pops in my head like the spirits are like no um and then they're like oh it said bicycle it said bicycle and i'm just like "Eh, it's not i don't think so i didn't think it said that either here's a problem too once they once they say what they think they heard now you hear it all the time right when they replay like okay yeah Yeah, i hear it now that's (laughs) the yeah that's the problem i have that's like when we've played the a couple of pod or podcasts evps evps on this podcast um, we don't tell you what we think we yeah, heard. Yeah, we play, we try to play like three or four times first for you to try to determine, and then we say what we think we hear. Yeah, they just played it, and they're like, it's a bicycle. Everyone here, it's a bicycle. It's like, I don't know. I was talking to someone last night, and um, to me, this makes more sense, but to them, they said it sounds like the spirit said, I suppose. Okay. Do you want to talk to us? I suppose. Interesting. Interesting. Bicycle. Okay. Bicycle. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't think it said bicycle, and they ran with that. They're like, "Did you ride a bike here? Did you die riding a bike?" Like you know, stuff like that. They didn't actually say that, but they just they hear it and they just go off and they act like little kids. And oh, it said bicycle. <laughs> Which I mean, I would probably do the same thing too if I heard any. I get excited. I'm like, "Oh, you guys have to listen to this." Um, but yeah, I didn't. I don't think it said bicycle. It's intelligent. <laughs> um, also, on their they did have SB seven, and they, they had some think... weird modified version of an sp7 yeah is it like it was cutting out the uh like the white noise and just picking up the voices yeah which is kind of cool if they really were able to do that it's actually very cool because that white noise sweeping annoying and loud yes 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 so they they think they got the sentence i was thinking about it and then and then a little kid voice which they couldn't they couldn't determine what what that said so uh yeah i was thinking about it and then and then and then a kid's voice I can't. Did you hear that? I was thinking about it, or that's what came up right on the, on the SB seven. Maybe you want to tell someone what the SB seven is. Uh, yeah, the SB seven spirit box <laughs> is basically a device that sweeps through AM or FM frequencies. You can have it run forward, so like you know, starting at eighty nine point whatever, going up to one hundred and seven point nine or whatever on AM or FM. On AM or FM. Um, sweep forward, just sweep backwards, so it's running backwards to the stations from the highest station to the lowest station. You can adjust the speed on how fast it cycles, uh, and basically it's just creating a static, like, white noise that mm-hmm. spirits can tap into that white noise that you're creating and talk to you through it. Um, because each station is a blip of a second, <laughs> well, right? Yeah, if you have it on, like, one of the faster speeds, you can okay. actually slow it down, so you're actually getting, like, maybe a full second or two of a station. Oh, right. Um, or you can have it where it's just like constantly just flipping through stations really quick. And it'd be impossible to have like a sentence come through that because it's going so fast. Yeah. So if a sentence does come through, most likely it's going to be something paranormal. 
but yeah, there there is a possibility with those too. Um, I'd like to go with AM frequencies just because they're not less stations, less stations, yeah, less talking. Um, on the FM frequencies, there have been times where you like you'll hear it when it has the same station every time because you'll hear that song or you hear that DJ talking. Um, they do make things called Faraday bags that you put the SP7 in that's supposed to uh, help eliminate that. Oh, I never heard of that. Um, frequencies coming in from the radio stations. So you're just getting the white noise. I don't know how well those work because I've never owned a Faraday bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what that's what those supposedly do is cancel out that the radio waves. And so you're just getting the white noise. Okay. Um I've had some good experiences in the past. I, I unfortunately I didn't have mine last night because I borrowed it to somebody and I haven't gotten it back yet. I forgot to bring ours. <laughs> now there was also in the mill. There was a time where they, you see it on camera too. Uh, they pan over, you see a door open slightly. It was it's a small door, so it's not like a normal uh, enter exit type of door. It was a, a smaller cubby type door. I'm, I'm a, I can't even. I don't even know what it was went to. I That's couldn't like find a, it that It looks door. like a little cupboard. I couldn't like find that door in the mill. I don't know. Well, it's, 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 in the, it's in the basement. The basement. In the basement. Yeah, right where we were. There's that door right there. Oh, that one. I've at at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. it's like a little okay. crawl space. I've actually investigated back in there before. Yeah, there's a little guy back there. Okay. So um, did you notice anything from the episode? Did you get any feelies? Spidey, spidey senses when the, the door opened on the episode? What did you think? It, or what do you guys think about that? I think it's... I don't know. I think they tried to debunk it, but I think it's possible. And I didn't go down. I should have did this last night. But I think if you step in the right spot, you might be able to get that door to swing open. Ah, uh, okay. You might, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't that. know. I didn't actually go down and try it. I didn't even think about that until right now. I, I, I couldn't find the door. I didn't realize it was the one in the basement. That makes sense now that you say that. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't even realize that. I don't know. Just uh, what I've heard about the show and what they do. I know sometimes they'll create evidence for <laughs> for entertainment purposes because honestly like if you're watching a ghost hunting show you want something to happen you're not going right. to watch it if you know you're not going to watch an hour-long episode where nothing happens i know <laughs> so so it's something, possible something's gotta happen <laughs> i i didn't i didn't feel like something opened the door i think it might have been because when the door opened they're not pointing the camera at the door uh-huh. So, I mean, it's entirely possible. They were panning, and then they had rewinded, and you could kind of yeah. see it opening. They, 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 well, actually, they just showed it opened after the fact. They pointed the camera at it. So it is possible that someone oh, okay. off screen, they could have reached over and just opened the door real quick. Yeah, I'm not okay. saying that's what they did, but it's I'm possible. saying it's a possibility. Okay. I, I have a note here, too, and I can't remember you guys are going to remind me. Guy in black in the mill. Did they see a guy in black? I can't remember. Yeah, that's what they said. They see him in the mill. Um I have honestly never seen a guy in black in the mill, but there okay. are there are a ton of spirits in that main mill, in the big mill. Now, last night, did you, either of you have experience? I did not, but either of you have some feelies out there or experiences? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's talk about so it. So much in the big mill. That's where I got most of the activity that I had last night. Cause I okay. To, you I were went, in there quite a while. Yeah. I was thinking about going we in even, there. We even left and came back. Hot. and it just Yeah. We left and came back, and it was... It was just like the spirit was kind of taunting us, trying to get us to come back in the building. Why do you say that? Um, you should just feel the energy. Okay. Also, with my EMF meter that I have, I don't use the K2. I use, I think you have, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Ghosty, I think you have a, a EMF reader similar to mine where it, um, you can have a, the, like the back, the screen light up green 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't bring that one. Yeah, so I that's the one I use because I, I find it's, it's one, it's easier for me to kind of pay attention to when things are happening because the K2 meter, you know, sometimes those lights light up and you don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, with my with this EMF meter, you can have the backlight on so you can see the screen. It has, you know, the, the male gauss uh, and then uh, temperature as well. And that's another reason why I like this one. But I've got it set up to where if the the EMF spikes so much that it will the screen will light up red instead of green and it will start beeping at you so you know that you've got something going on mm-hmm. um when we started investigating in the mill uh with this particular uh meter um we sat there for quite some time and it was just kind of going up a little bit it was staying it would be like at zero for a little bit and then it might spike up to like two maybe three uh milligauss and then we had a couple times where just randomly it just all of a sudden it's like four and it starts beeping and going off and it was responding to certain, certain phrases or questions that we were asking. And one of the interesting things was, is we had people that came in and, and checked on Like they heard us talking. So they'd come up to the second floor and we were kind of tucked away in a, a back corner. So we weren't exactly visible. Like if you walked up on the second floor, unless you heard us talking or wandered back to where we were, we, you wouldn't know we were there. Um, so we noticed when the last person, cause we had like Shane came and checked on us. Our buddy Mark came in and kind of watched for a minute, but as soon as they left and it was just the three of us in the mill, that's when the meter really started going crazy. Um, it seemed like it was just wanting just the three of us in the mill and maybe even less than that. Um, which is funny cause like I felt this energy that was like behind the wall. There was like a little chimney right behind me and then, the next part of the wall was kind of boarded up and there was like a little hole in the wall and I could feel someone standing there and I just kind of leaned around the corner and I'm like, why are you hiding in the wall? And I thought that might've been the spirit that was kind of like, just started feeling like, um, there was a male presence that was kind of combating her energy, I guess. And it was making her feel uncomfortable. So I thought it was the spirit that I was feeling through the wall. And I'm like, dude, follow me outside. I want to see. So these guys can talk to the other spirits. Cause I thought this, this spirit was actually keeping, the other spirits, we there's like a female spirit that kept coming through. Uh, I was using my Echovox mm-hmm. app on my phone, uh, which is very similar to the SB7, but uh, instead of scanning radio frequencies, it it uh, they just from what I've been told, they took the Raven by Edgar Allan Poe and just kind of chopped up the mm-hmm. words, and it just kind of cycles through these chopped up words to create the white noise that way. Um, I prefer this over the SB7, to be honest with you. Um, I feel it's a little more accurate and. Because I can turn my phone on airplane mode, I'm not getting any frequencies or anything coming through the internet or stuff like that. I'm just getting what's on the app. Okay. And so when you actually get voices popping up on this, like full sentences, um, I find that more believable than the SB7. That makes sense. So I left that playing and I left him with my meter and I went outside. And the spirit, he didn't follow me outside, but he did follow me to the door. And I, uh, I had someone's ghost meter pro. And that thing was just lit up red the whole time, like something was tapped into it. But it wouldn't move the needle. It wouldn't respond to any of our questions or anything like that. So I took that with me outside because I wanted to see if I got outside if it would lose the connection. And it didn't. Um, it just kept going and going and going. It, it finally lost the connection when Kent and Jess came out of the mill. But it wouldn't move the needle? It wouldn't move the needle. That's weird. And it was, it was tapped into it for a good half an hour, uh, if not more. But yeah, as soon as they, I guess when I went outside, the spirit that was actually causing that contention with Jess, um, 
got even more like overbearing because I I might have been I had a couple of like crystals on me like selenite and stuff like that, and I think by removing myself from that situation, um, just to see what would happen, it got a little more intense. They said as soon as I left, it, they both felt super uncomfortable and not welcome there, so they got up and they were, they came out and as soon as I saw them like because there's on each floor there's a door, and as soon as I saw them on the door by the door on the second floor, that's when the Ghost Meter Pro lost the connection. Like, I even took this thing, I opened up the back, took the battery out, plugged it back in, turned it back on, and still, just the connection was there. And I was seeing it, thinking maybe the battery's dying and it's just, you know, not working right or malfunctioning or whatever. But like I said, as soon as I saw them starting to come out of the mill, that's when it lost the connection. And there was other people that you were using Ghost Meter Pros that had similar inst- uh, things like that happen last night. Uh, where the Ghost Meter Pro did the same thing. It was tapped in. It was connected to something. Uh, hers, uh, I actually watched it. It was responding on hers, but you know, she said the same thing. It was just for like a half an hour. It was just tapped in. Mine would act weird. It would when I turn it on, it would, it it would light up. The needle would move, turn off, light up, turn off, light up, light up, light up, turn off. It was, it does that a lot in high EMF places. I've noticed, and. Yeah, that place like you, I couldn't use my K two really just because of all the the wires and the transformers and stuff and the cell towers. I don't know what a, whatever's over there is just pumping out so much EMF that it's hard to use some of the regular EMF equipment, it which is. is probably why there's so many spirits. Right, they're probably feeding off all that EMF that just kind of. I'm sure through. they are. Oh yeah. In the big mill though, it's not really a problem with the EMF meters. I have a problem. With oh, do you? Yeah. I've never never had a problem with the EMF meters really? in the mill. Yeah, my K2 just goes crazy all over everywhere. Um, and then you can kind of follow it in certain places and it gets worse. And just like tipping it up and down, like it'll holding it still in one place, you might just get one little light and then you just tip it up a little bit and all of a sudden it'll light up to yellow, tip it back down, tip it up. Yeah, you can play with yeah, it. And it's mine, just we just had it set on the floor. And like I said, I watched and it would, it would like sit there at zero for like a minute or so and then it would jump up to like two. And then come back down. But there was only a few times where it would jump up to four and actually make the, the noise. It would change the colors and make the noise. Um, wasn't very often it did that. So, yeah, I do think that, you know, there is some EMF running through there because it, it did kind of bounce between zero and two. But, I mean, if it was pumping that much EMF the whole time, it, I would have gotten more than, you know, like once or twice where it jumped up to four. And I guess when I left, it started going even higher. They got it up to eight after I left. Um, and so we, we went up, uh, I think we went out to, uh, we were going to the amphitheater next. And on my way, I was passing the pavilion and, and Shane grabbed me and he's like, hey dude, I wanted to show you all my crystals. Cause that's, when I do my energy work, I use uh, crystals a lot. I use the energy from crystals to help myself and help the individual that I'm, I'm working with. And he, his collection puts mine to shame. Like I, I, uh, was looking at everything he had laid out and he had so many, so many yeah, crystals. Yeah, four tackle boxes. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so many. And it Full was just like crystals. It was, it was just the energy coming off of these things. Like he's put together a really good collection and he's got it set up for like, you know, this, this case is, you know, for this on investigations, this case is for this, this case is for this. And, He's like, got it so organized. I'm, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> I'm just like, it makes me want to actually pull mine out and organize mine. And he's got his labeled and knows what every crystal is and every case. And he can tell you exactly what it is. If I were to pull mine out, you'd 
pick a stone and be like, what's that one? I just like, I'd look at you and be like, I don't know. <laughs> you tell your, me. Stop, stop <laughs> pulling out your stones in front of other guys. <laughs> you like it, did it? <laughs> Anything else in the big mill? Uh, yes, later on when we were closing up. But oh. did you guys get anything in the mill? We didn't spend too much time in the mill because it was hot. I, was, I really wasn't was feeling so anything hot. myself. Oh, the, uh, yeah, I was going to mention that. So, like I said, the 89 degrees on the thermometer on my uh-huh. meter, right? So, at the same time, all three of us just it randomly, like, we could see the temperature wasn't changing. Uh-huh. But we all felt cooler. We felt like an AC had turned on and was mm. cooling down the room that we were in. Because it was like, um, and at this point, my whole left arm just like started vibrating. The energy was just like, I could feel the shift of the energy. But I just remember Kent's like, do you feel that? He's like, it actually feels cool in here. It feels comfortable. And we started asking the Echovox, like, did you cool the room down? Did you make it feel comfortable for us? And we got like, yes, they came through that. So one of the spirits. Is that possible for them to do that? I'm going to go with yes, because that's (laughs) what it seemed like happened last night. Interesting. It, um, I, I know some spirits like they feel cool to the touch, right? Yes. So when they touch you, it kind of feels cooler. Uh-huh. Um, some spirits, it feels hotter. And I think it's possible that they might've been covering us with their energy or whatever, but Interesting. all three of us at the same time, it, it started feeling cooler. Like it felt, it literally felt like the room was cooling down, but we could see the, the temperature on my meter was staying at 89 degrees. Okay. But like I, uh, once you kind of pointed out, I noticed like I wasn't sweating anymore because, uh-huh. um, you know, 90 degrees in this in this yeah. building, you're kind of sweating a little bit. Tell me about it. Like I stopped <laughs> sweating. Like I felt comfortable in there. Like it's, the temperature, it literally felt like, you know, someone turned on a fan or AC or something in this building that has no electricity. So w- when you sweat, <clears throat> your hair kind of uh, holds some of that. And that's how you get the oils in your hair. Well, if you're like me and you buzz your head, it just runs right down your face and right down the back of your neck. So, yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> I was feeling it run down my sides. <laughs> that means it came from your pit. Gross. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> deodorant. <laughs> okay. Or my moobs. You and your smelly balls. <laughs> so, so, the temperature, so did the temperature go down? Or no, you just felt it go down? We felt it go down. Okay. And we can literally see because I had that thermometer on my emf meter it was still high it was 89 degrees okay interesting and we actually watched it it started at 87 and we watched it slowly climb to 89 and then once it got to 89 it just kind of sat there and it didn't fluctuate anymore it just stayed at 89 hmm. okay it is interesting that you feel a cool a cool breeze or a coolness and we didn't get really anything in the amphitheater we went to the schoolhouse and didn't really get anything there so let's talk about this. we can talk about schoolhouse. So the schoolhouse is uh, at least the second time in the schoolhouse. I the first time when you guys showed up, I think you guys saw me standing outside. Uh, yes, we were actually following. There was a spirit that showed up at the schoolhouse and was making uh, Elisa feel uncomfortable, and the children's spirits that they were talking to was making them feel uncomfortable. And when Jess and I kind of noticed, we both went outside and we can feel like the guy running from us. And that's what we were doing at that time was we were kind of tracking him down and kind of get keep, back here, trying to keep him away <laughs> from the school so they could. Continue investigating. Okay. Go on, get. <laughs> get on out of here. So on the episode, on Ghost Adventures episode, um, right. well, they talked about how, how uh, you know, chalk is supposedly, you know, gets thrown in there. Um, they heard a kid's voice on the episode, and you heard it. It was kind of, it was kind of interesting. You hear, like, a, a shout or something. I don't know if you guys remember that on the episode. Yeah, I remember that. There's, like, there's like a little shout, sound like a kid's voice, and... Um, Benson Grist Mill is near homes and neighborhoods. 
but it did a sound soccer field right next to it. Yeah, the soccer field right next to it. It did sound sound like it was coming from right where they were at on the episode, anyway. So they heard that, and then there was a point where, okay, it's obviously very hot, also inside the schoolhouse, and uh, Aaron was standing outside the door. And then he freaked out and ran inside because he said he looked over and saw a man standing right next to him, right like right next to him outside, right outside the schoolhouse. That is actually accurate. There was a man there, and that's the man that I was chasing last night. Okay. Now, where does where does he hang out at the mill? Uh, near the schoolhouse. Near, just kind of just around it. Yeah. So okay. the first time I experienced this particular spirit, uh, he was. We had the door wide open like last night because you know it's hot as crap in there. Yeah. So you have the door open for some airflow. Crap's going to be like 98.6 degrees. Yeah, 98.6. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe 100, depending on... Um, if they're sick or not. Yeah. <laughs> if you got the vid. Um, yeah, so, door's wide open. Uh-huh. And I can feel this guy standing outside getting angry because he was trying to come in the into the schoolhouse but couldn't. Okay. And someone asked me, they're like, well, why is that? And I'm like, well, for him, for whatever reason, the door's closed. It looks like the door's closed to him. Um, and I know things work differently for spirits. You know, they, time doesn't exist. So he might be in, in some sort of plane or something. I don't know. But to him, it looked like the door was closed. Okay. So he couldn't get in, and I could feel his frustration. That's the first time I've, I've felt that guy. And mm. that's who I believe Aaron saw. Okay. Um, so I do believe he actually did see someone at that point. All right. This dude wears, like, a flannel shirt and, like, kind of, like, Suspenders, like overall type. Oh, things. interesting. Um, and he's drunk, uh, and that's why I think he makes some of the people feel uncomfortable. That's Do you know anything else about him, or have you heard anything else about this? No, guy? Uh, okay. no one really talks to him. Okay, um, he's too belligerent. Obviously. Yeah, he's over the, not even making sense. I bet probably not. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really tried to communicate with that guy. Okay. I just know he's there. Probably I know the one he's that there. Makes the uh, Ghost Meter Pro ants. Not even answer anything correctly. Just so they're being drunk. Probably. It's like this moved seven times. <laughs> Did you hear from anyone's experiences in the schoolhouse last night of of uh, a- anything they got evidence wise? I didn't. I didn't either. Did it sounded like most people were saying nothing was really. I mean, there was a couple of groups that were in there for a long time, but nothing too definitive. It sounded like. Yeah. No. I know they were getting some uh, responses with their dowsing rods out in there. Um. I don't really, I don't use dowsing rods much, but I do sometimes I'll grab like Terry and I'd be like, Hey, bring your dowsing rods. I got questions. Um, I didn't bring it with me last night, but normally like what works for me is a, a pendulum is what, oh, okay. how I get my responses. And I totally forgot to like, I've got a little mat and everything that's like got yes and no written on it. Maybe. And, um, next time we go into investigation, I'll have to remember to bring that and, okay. and try that out. Interesting. Now from, Okay, the schoolhouse is, is, is a little ways away from everything else there on the ground, so, and there's a bridge. Yeah, there's a bridge you have to go across. And I've heard there's um, somebody that kind of guards that bridge. Yes. And what have you heard about that? Do you put much validity to that? Uh, actually, yeah, Brandy and I were the ones that discovered that spirit. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's funny. I don't know if people... I never really heard anybody talk about that that particular spirit. Um before Brandy and I started talking about it, she <laughs> she uh, she noticed it first, and then I kind of just, there was. I remember one night that I was there specifically. I I closed my eyes, and I started to see like a white outline of a person being drawn in my mind, 
Hmm. And I saw like this long, like big headdress. And I know if, if I remember correctly, in Native American cultures, the, people, the only people that really wore headdresses were the, like the chief. And I believe some of the shamans. Okay. Um, so he was definitely someone of importance in his tribe. All right. And I, I forgot to tell people this last night, but I did it a couple of times. Um, He's actually a really nice spirit, but he is protecting that side of the bridge over where the schoolhouse is. Any reason or any knowledge to why? As far as I can tell. um, From the drunkard? (laughs) uh, Maybe. Possibly. uh, But as far as I can tell, from my own experiences investigating and dealing with Native American spirits, um, when they're put in charge, like in life, like, you know, this is your land. This is what you need Uh to protect, right? Yeah. they don't feel like death releases them from that charge. Oh, okay, okay. So he's still like there. Still and I've, I've actually seen this at people's homes. Uh, our friend Laura that was there last night, uh-huh. um, she had a Native American spirit in her house that would hang out in the basement. And we were actually able to communicate with him, and he said that to us, oh, okay. if I remember correctly, that the, he was put in charge of watching that land, and death doesn't release him from that charge. You know, it's one of one of his elders or whatever uh, in his tribe has to be the one that tells him, like, okay, your your duty is done. So they continue doing that. From from my experience, from my belief, they continue protecting this land that they were put in charge of until someone tells them, like, you're done. So he's there watching his land. And I, when I cross that bridge, I thank him for letting us come on his land. And you can uh, try it next time you're there. When you're going across that bridge, thank him for being there and feel the difference in the energy as you're walking across. So me and Ghost kind of made fun of that fact. So I guess that was not a good idea. I didn't. You did. Don't blow piss all on me. I you told made, you about it. You, you made, made fun, fun of, of it. what? Well, I just said I don't remember. I said, or the, or so Ghosty said. There's there's supposedly a Native American that guards this bridge, and we were crossing. I guess it doesn't do a really good job. Is what I said as I crossed it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what did you feel like? Did you feel anything when no, you said that? No. That's because maybe he wasn't there at the time. You're dead inside. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, it's not like they just stand in one spot. But if he's nice, he probably wouldn't attack me just for that statement. No, he's no. like, he would have tackled right, you. Funny guy, beat you with a stick. No, that probably he probably just kind of like, oh geez, like one of these guys. Yeah. So on Ghost Adventures, um, they they went to the schoolhouse. On their way back, there was a long branch. That was so staged. Um, it looked really. That staged. That was so staged. And it was. It was. Uh, There's it, a fishing pole here. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was because it was a really long stick, and it was leaning against the bridge, like it was. Like you, if you were fishing, you put your pole down, right? It, it was leaning like exactly like that. I think it's funny when they go back on the camera and they're like, "See, you can see it when we're crossing the bridge. It's not there." And it was just like, "Nope, you totally did not show where it was leaning on your your way across." I think they might have, but they there was also have. a tree there, and they came early. I think they came, like, springtime, so I don't think all the leaves, like, you can tell, like, when they were there, some of their pictures, a lot of, everything was a lot, was pretty dead at the time, and I mean, when was, we went. it was cold, because they were wearing winter coats and yeah, boots and stuff I think like it was that. April, I think it was, like, April when they when they came, or some, some around that time. Um, it might have, it could have been earlier on, because yeah, we didn't really been. have a winter this year. It was 2020. It was, oh, okay. So it was March or April of 2020. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they came They came in 2020. Um, and the episode released like late 2020, I think. So The Benson Grizzly came out a couple months ago. Did it? Yeah. Because I, I, I saw something when I was trying to like find pictures. I, th- I saw something where it showed dates of where they were going to be going. I thought that was in 2020, but. It's possible it was in maybe, 2020, but it yeah. wasn't released until like two months ago. Right. Okay. Hmm. 
I'll have to look and see that picture if it was 2020 or 2021. Because I don't think they were here just a few months ago. It could have been 2020. It would have been later in the year if it was because they were wearing masks um, when they were starting well, Zach the investigation. Zach always wears masks. Yeah, but well, the whole no, team was, was like... Oh, even so the, the people interviewed... The three investigators from Utah that were there on the show, they were wearing masks. That's right. Uh, Jody, who works at Benson Grist Mill, she was wearing a mask. That's right. Like Everybody had masks on. So maybe so. the picture that I saw with the dates was just something a little off. But okay, all right. Um but anyway, it, it was it was a time where it wasn't very you know full the the branches and, and trees and everything. So there was a a dead tree, not dead tree, but a, um, you know a, a tree there. I mean, a branch could have fell out of it. You know, who, who knows? It's hard, it's hard to tell. Or yeah, it could have been staged. I I think it was staged. I think was they a, found the branch and went and set it up there. Yeah, possibly. Now, outside the big mill... Well, in your experience as an investigator, have you ever seen something just, like, manifest like that? Just, like, show up? Especially something that big. No. I, I don't see what kind of sign a spirit would be trying to give with that either. Like, what would be the point of a spirit just... Let me just put this... Lay this branch And hopefully here. they come back here and see it. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's... I've been to that location so many times over the years, and I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it was a little odd. Outside the big mill, there's a little cabin. And Beaker, you were in there for quite a while with with, uh, with some people. Anything happening in there? Because you guys seemed like you were in there for a while. Uh, I was bouncing back and forth between there and I went to the small mill at one point. Um, so we were in there investigating. There was um, there was a male spirit that was in there. And I think this one, I know there's one that's always in that. The guy that built that cabin. Okay. Uh, usually there in that cabin. Okay. But, one of the spirits that normally inhabits the blacksmith's building had wandered over to that building as well and was mm-hmm. kind of making people feel uncomfortable. Um, there was also a little girl spirit in there. And someone, they brought this, uh, it's called the Boo Bear. You get it from ghostop.com. And it's basically, it's a it's trigger creepy. object for kids. It's a little teddy bear that has, it's an EMF meter at the same time. It's got a green light on it. And like if a spirit touches, it's like hands or feet, those, those light up. Um, but this one actually talks too. It, like it's one where you can, you can set it down, put a video camera on it and walk away and see if you can get EVPs. It's, it's just trying to you try to get kids spirits to communicate with this. Um, yeah. And it's creepy as fuck. Like the way it talks is just, do you want to hold my hand? I like it when my hand's held. The weird one was what really got me. And I know this was completely random, but, uh, Mike who owns the bear asked, you know, one of the, the in the schoolhouse asked the one of the spirits there if they wanted to hear someone else sing a song. And at the same time he was asking it, the uh, little bear goes, do you want to sing with me? Hmm. And I'm just like, well, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and this is completely random, like the phrases that spit uh-huh. out. But the fact that it like said In something sync. relevant to what we were talking about at the time. <laughs> yeah, I know, totally cool. coincidental. Um, just it doesn't make it any less creepy. Right, yeah, and all these cabins here—they—they they weren't built there, right? They've all been placed there. because this was just yeah. this was just a a mill, and then at some point they just put these these historical. Yeah, cabins. they brought right. a lot of cabins and stuff. The barn itself was moved onto the property. Like looking at those, I'm like, I, it was funny because Ghosty said I couldn't imagine living here. But if you have like a family of three or four, and you're all in this little cabin, and that's, yeah, that's how like they lived. You know, room cabins. And- no room. It was just four walls, basically. You're yeah, just inside four room. walls. And a stove. And a yeah, stove and a corner. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. 
technology. But you've seen the goat sheep cabin or whatever? It goat looks like a little. It was yeah. It's one of the cabins. Like no one ever investigates this, but it's literally like this oh, just the wagon, the metal, the metal. Uh, that's like just a camper. Thing. Yeah, that's the just camper. a camper. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it's so small. It's very. Small. I don't think anyone goes in there because it's it's metal, and <laughs> just imagine how hot that thing yeah. would be in the summertime. Um, anything else in the other cabins? You go in other cabins? Get any? No, that's. Anything? I just went to those like three buildings: the schoolhouse, the well, four buildings. Okay. Big mill, small mill, the Forsyth cabin, and then the schoolhouse. And then you, the didn't amp- go, you didn't go to the barn? When I was locking up, we did a little bit real quick. Oh. Um, in the amphitheater. Really nothing in, in, in any of the other buildings. Anything from the barn? We can go to the barn now. Uh, did you go to the barn? We spent a lot of time in the barn. What did you get in the barn? Lots of stuff. Okay, go. <laughs> Ready to go. Um, let, me, let, me, let me real quick pull up my notes on the barn from there. So, so they locked Jay, the Ghost Adventures crew, locked Jay in there, and he... He freaked out and had another episode like he, he always does. Yeah, he just like laid down and passed out. Yeah, self-defense. <laughs> He's literally on the radio. Guys, I, I'm, I'm dizzy. I'm I need down. help. I'm down. And, they and they're just, like, okay, cool. And then they just continue. Let us, know, let us know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't die. Talk to you later. They're like, hey. I wonder if they're just like sick of his shit. <laughs> yeah, because every time Jay's left alone, he just has episodes. Hey guys, just... I'm crying again. <laughs> <laughs> When when Nick Groff used to be on the show, they did all that shit to Aaron. They're like, like, oh my gosh, this is the darkest room in the whole building. This has got the most evil spirit in there. Aaron, go down there by yourself. (laughs) They they still do that, but I think they did it because of Aaron's fears. And now he's kind of of gotten over some of those fears. So they're like, all right, now, Jay, your turn. Aaron's kind of gotten over some of this. (laughs) I would tell you right now, um, out of all all those buildings there, the mill and the barn are probably the only two buildings I would never go in by myself. Like, I, want, I kind of want to be in the barn. I, I, I had the opportunity to. A friend of ours, Paul Welch, uh, a few years back, he did. He was doing a public investigation, sort of. He was doing what he called Alone in the Series. Oh, okay. So he'd rent public venues, and, and he did the first one he did was Alone in the Mill. And he only sold like four tickets. So oh. there was only four of us there, and we each rotated, and each had a turn to be in the big mill by ourselves. Um, I was the only one that was too chicken shit to go by myself. I brought someone with me. Uh, but when I did that, the spirit that I talked to only saw me somehow. He didn't see that the other guy was there. Okay. And with the, I found out later with the big beard that I have, um, he thought I was like some sort of prophet and he actually was like confessing his sins to me. Oh, Thinking I could help him somehow. Hmm. And... When I talked to him the time after that, I'm like, you do realize that there was other people in here and we're using Ghost Meter Pro. And he's like, no. Hmm. I'm like, so you thought I was by myself? And it's like, yes. So I was supposed to be in the mill by myself. And so for whatever reason, that that spirit only saw me. He didn't see the person that was with me filming the whole thing. Oh, interesting. So the uh, on Ghost Adventures, they just heard a loud thud when they all were in there together. And then they, yeah, that then barn, they I would not go in the barn by myself. By himself. Um, that's probably the only place that I personally felt a lot of things in, in the barn. So we actually, um, like Ghosty and I, and then a few other people would, would join us. Probably four times we were in there then, right? Probably. Yeah. So so the first time it was, uh, so, so Ghosty brought his friend, uh, Nicole. So the three of us went in there at one point. By, I think it was the three of us in the beginning. And we were just kind of, just kind of checking it out and just kind of walking around. And it, the, the it wasn't quite dark yet. We just kind of check it out. Now, again, the barn and the whole mill, it, it's, it's a neighborhood around there, right? So you hear cars driving by all the time and 
people outside talking and uh, because we have so many people there at the pavilion, you know, still eating and talking, you can still hear people. So, so yeah, I kind of take that into account. Anyway, we just kind of checked out one time. Then we went in um, another time, just the three of us, when it was dark. And we were just kind of talking. And uh, see, Ghost, you had a couple of the meters with you. You're, you're the ghost meter. And, oh, I was recording you. You you actually you actually were getting some responses. So we'll talk about that. Um. Yeah, just because the ghost meter was acting crazy in all the different buildings. Yeah. So no matter where we were, every time I turned it on, it was just doing that thing where it was just like connecting, disconnecting, connecting, disconnecting. And then when it would stop doing that, it would just stay connected. And then so I would just I would keep turning it off and then turning it back on again till it would till it wasn't doing that. And then I would wait for it to get connected. And then that's when I would try to con- uh, communicate. But when the spirit I was communicating with, it seemed to be this spirit of this teenage girl who I would always communicate with when I go there. Mm-hmm. But it ended abruptly, ended quick, and then I never connected with her again the rest of the night. But then anytime it did connect, it just seemed like it would just answer sporadically and not make any sense. And so for the most part, yeah, it just wasn't using it much. Tell, tell an episode of one time you went in there um, with your ex and Brandy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in the barn, there is a negative spirit up on the top level. Okay. And, and they felt that on the Ghost Adventures team yeah, too. They, they kind of they felt something up there as talk well. talk about that on the episode. And I picked up on it first time going in there. And I, with Brandy being with us, I was able to <laughs> <laughs> ask her and she was able to validate it. And... Um, trying to get it to, to to perform like a monkey i was <laughs> telling it to do things uh-huh. and seeing if it could do stuff that um, one actually will sometimes it did so when i was trying to kind of provoke it to to show what kind of things it can do um it just seemed very coincidental if it was coincidental that when i asked it to to do something like that um couldn't tell if it was wind. I didn't really hear any wind, so I don't know if it was wind. Uh-huh. But it just seemed like the whole upper level of the barn flexed. Just okay. Like, you could feel it, and it, like, moved. And my ex went running out of there, like, oh, F this, I'm out. <laughs> now, was the door open? Was the barn door open? Yeah. Okay, so last night, there was a little bit of a breeze coming through. You could feel that breeze. So if it and, and nothing was moving inside from the breeze. So if there was a strong gust of wind that maybe made the whole upper level kind of just kind of flex or bend the, all the wood, um, you would have felt it through that open door then. Because we could feel the breeze coming through. Yeah, probably then, yeah. So just, just to kind of debunk the, the idea of a strong wind gust coming through. But yeah, so that was, that was pretty substantial when that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Freaked her out. <laughs> we've uh, had another time I was in the, the mill with Paul. Uh, a couple years back, there was a little uh, kid in there along with that uh, negative spirit. And I was talking to the little kid and be like, you know, you don't have to listen to this guy. He's not your friend. And um, I'd probably have it on video somewhere. I know Paul had it on an EVP or on his audio recorder. But as I'm talking to this little kid, you can hear, you can feel it. In the barn? Yeah, in the barn. You You kept saying mill. Oh, the barn. Sorry. (laughs) Um, You could, you could here like it you can it got angry and you could tell because it started stomping like you could hear it stomping oh. around on the, the, the top floor 
and we know no one's up there. Like you have to climb a ladder to get up there, and we that's just an off limits area. Like, yeah, we don't let anyone go up into the the upper part of that barn, and you could hear it stomping around upstairs. You can oh, hear wow. it like started on one end, and you can hear it walk to the other side of the barn. Um, we actually, like I said, I probably have it on video somewhere. I don't know where. I'd have to go look. Uh, I know Paul got it on his audio recorder. Oh, interesting. So I know when uh, Ghosty and I were doing this with the with the ghost meter, and it seemed like he was communicating with this uh, female spirit. When um, coming from behind, so we left the barn door open because again it was really hot. So we left the barn door open. We could hear the ravens coming up. They were kind of you know there's there's some pebbles outside. You can kind of hear them walking up. Um, and I think that noise kind of distracted Ghosty, but uh, I can't remember if Nicole heard it as well. But there was a there was also a loud noise in the far corner. So the entrance, the bar, the barn door uh, entrance is in one corner. So just think of it in one corner. It was opposite corner, and there was a loud noise. And so Ghosty didn't hear it because I think he was distracted by their footsteps coming up. No, oh, I heard it. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah, you did. I hear told it. you I heard it. Oh, okay, you did hear it. Okay, so we heard we heard a loud noise. Uh, sounded like it was coming from inside. And um, so when we left, the Raymond, st- the the Raymond stayed inside, and uh, we just kind of asked them, you know, what was your experience? Or I think we came in at one point to, to just kind of check check on them, and they said they also heard a loud noise in the corner. And what, what was his what was his name? The husband's name? Josh. 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 And he said he could kind of see a shadow head kind of peeking peeking around, and and his wife says, "Are you sure it's not from the shadows? Because you know, again, cars are driving by and headlights are on and." He's like, no, no, lights are going by. I can see like a you know a head popping in and out, a shadow head popping in and out. And then at the end, they said they did hear footsteps up there as well when they when they came out. Uh, so when they told us that, we were like, let's go back in there then. <laughs> so Ghosty and, and I myself and also Caden and his guests and who else was with us? Lurch. Yeah. And uh, Lurch came in and we turned the Echo Vox on. They said, let's let's play with the Echo Vox. And Lurch came in with uh, the whole thought of, let's provoke this thing. <laughs> yep, <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, yeah and, he's a woman uh, coming in. Typical and, Lurch. He's not, he's and I, not really afraid of the spirits. He, no. He doesn't let that fear get a hold of him and because he, he knows it gives him power. Right. Gets, uh, more negative spirits anyways. Yes. Uh, so he just goes in with kind of a lighthearted attitude like, I'm going to poke fun because yeah. I know I'm stronger than you and you can't do anything. And I was kind of down with that. So I kind of threw a couple shots in there myself, a couple jabs oh, myself. Man. But uh, I kind of like the idea to see if we get something. We had the Echo Vox going. Um, Did it swear at you? Oh, because it dropped f bombs. Very yeah. clear. So again, Spirit in the mill was dropping f bombs too. On oh, the really? Yeah. So again, the Echo Vox is is a chopped up version of of the Raven, and it's you know it just blip is blipping through. So to hear a sentence come through, and we heard sentences come through <laughs> through yeah. the Echo Vox. Well, and you're hearing the f bomb. If you read the Raven, there's no swears in the, yeah. in the Raven. And Caden seems to have uh, been dealing with. A demonic entity in homes and he's kicked this demonic entity out of he said five homes already Jeez. and it has followed him to the mill and into the barn and uh you could hear a, a female spirit and then a male a male voice coming through the echo vox which they said he's got she, she's got some a little male that follows her the 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 N- nicole nicole is actually the demon's name also Dill's friend who he brought. So I'm trying to, they're not the same. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I don't think. I mean, those dates were really good. <laughs> so, um, devilishly good. <laughs> so this, this, this demon also has a, a male little, 
I don't know if it's also a demon or, I'd say or an just imp. There you go. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that kind of follows follows her around, and and then also the the male negative entity that's in the barn that's already that's always already there is also in there. At one point, it sounded like it said there was eight spirits um, in the barn through the Echo Vox. Which is a lot more than normal. That's yeah, I don't, think there, was, like I don't think there was. Like, yeah, I don't think there was like yeah. There's usually like one or two. Yeah. So, I, but it could have been we, we just mis misheard or it just was a blip that sounded like the number eight. Or did yeah, you have yeah, eight people that. in there? Or did you have like five people and three spirits? Oh, well, we actually have three, six, seven. There are seven of us. There are seven of us in there. Yeah, if there's seven and then one spirit, yeah. it might have been counting everybody living and dead. Yeah, possibly. So possibly, definitely, there's three spirits in there though. So, so this demon, it's imp, and then the the guy that's always in in the barn, and it's also inhuman. He's not a yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, that's good. Yeah, to it's know. an inhuman. All right, and at one point, Lurch said he he's like, "Did you hear that growl?" He thought he heard a growl. I didn't hear a growl. I heard more of like a rumble, like maybe something, like if you had like a sheet of metal and kind of shook it, how it would make like a little rumble noise, like a thunder. Rah. Yeah, how they make that thunder noise. I heard something. It sounded kind of like that, and so. So that's, that's, what, the, what, yeah. that's what thunder sounds yeah. like. When I hear thunder, it's like raw <laughs> roar. <laughs> so we, uh, we we both heard that. Did you hear that, Ghosty? That little that noise? Yeah, thing? I did. Okay, that was actually he farted. It sounded like Maybe. if something hit like a hollow metal thing a couple yeah, times, like yeah. something just kind of tap double tapped it. That's what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. That was, that's my, was that? my dogs crying because oh. I locked them up because somebody had to make them jump off the bed. Yeah, he would have done it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so if you hear a little squeaking noise, that's Ghosty's dog crying. Um, My ghost dog. <laughs> so so yeah, what what other things were coming through the echo box? I mean, there were sentences we couldn't understand what they were saying, but it was a it was a, it was a sentence coming I mean, through. It, so it was like swearing at us. He dropped f bombs like three or four times. That happens to Lurch. Yeah, <laughs> I love that dude. I'm um, so glad he made it last night. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think what else. Um, you know, it's it's hard sometimes. Like Caden seemed to have gotten to hear things, but also you know, Caden's a medium, so he might hear things a little bit more clear than than we can through that echo box. Yeah, I was kind of bummed. I I was so focused on investigating with Kent because I'd never investigated with him before. I was like, oh, I didn't get to see Caden. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, like... the barn was interesting. And then at one point, we, actually, the reason why we left the barn was Caden was like he jumped out because he said he felt a burning. And we look, and you can kind of see, like, uh, maybe possibly two scratches on his neck. He pulled his shirt down, and you can see um, red marks. So I actually have a picture of that. I'll post it on our social media. I'll post yeah, so picture. he pulled it down, and it, you couldn't really see much at first because that just had happened. He, he said he felt a burning. Yeah, and then waiting for a little bit, you did see a couple red lines that make a little V shape. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was just right here on the bottom of his neck by his collarbone. Yeah. So, and also, Caden was provoking it as well. I should say, it's like, it, it, you know, I'll kick you out of here, and if you if you don't bother these people, if you go bother these people again, I'll kick you out again. You know, I'll do it, and and um, so yeah, it was very that, that was a pretty interesting interesting one. I, I I did record. I think we got like twelve or thirteen minutes of of this session. I I tried to record from the Echo Vox, so I'm gonna try and listen to it, see if I can if I can pick up on some of these things. I think it's funny. It's so different how I was investigating. You guys are like. I'm going to kick you out and roar, <laughs> and I'm over on the, the other side of the, the ground. What can I do to help you? Touch my you, butt. Do you need help? <laughs> no, that's ghosty. Um, I don't welcome it all the time. <laughs> uh, and then the fourth time, I think we were just kind of wrapping up, and so um, 
go see myself and his friend Nicole also went back into the barn. I said, let's just sit in there and just just record. And um, so Ghost Nights was asking questions like, do you know you're dead? Do you like it here? And then my favorite question, do you like ice cream? And so <laughs> no matter what age, time, frame you came from, everyone loves ice cream. Everyone loves well, ice cream. It's, especially it's a timeless treat. So, Especially they're from Utah, the state that consumes more ice cream and jello than any other state. At least at one point in time. I don't know if that's still true or not. So I did the classic shaven haircut bit once again. I so, still need to find that and upload it to our social from media. From Family Tree? Yeah. yeah. So we're sitting, we actually were sitting down for this. Uh, I think we were recording. I think I got like 11 minutes of us recording in there. Or eight minutes. And so we're sitting in these like steel folding chairs. And so I just said, hey, do you know if shaving haircut, can you finish this? So I do the typical. And then you hear a, you hear one knock respond. So not the, it didn't finish it correctly, but Ghosty and I heard, heard uh, one knock. Just set that anywhere. Um, <laughs> and as I, re- I was reviewing, listening to it, so you can hear me say, hey, can, do you know shaving a haircut? And as soon as I do my part, right when you hear the knock coming, coming in, a gust of wind comes through and it, it drowns distorts. It, out. it drowns it out. Oh, was it a gust of wind or did a spirit blow? No, because I remember. Water? I remember feeling wind. Like I said, you can feel the breeze coming in into the barn. That's what I'm saying with so ghosty. You just had the mic pointed right at it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, like I, I said, I mean, it's cooler if you say a spirit was like sabotaging the EVP and yeah, blowing I know. It. Well, I'm, I'm, we're I'm not going to fabricate no. things here. So that's why I'm saying, like, with, with ghosty's experience, where he thinks there's a strong gust of wind that or a spirit made that whole barn flex, you would have feel a big gust of wind because this breeze, I could, you can feel the breeze. It felt nice. I mean, there's know? a lot of cracks in that in the, the walls too, especially yeah. upstairs like yeah. where one of the spirits. I've actually seen it pacing back and forth through the upstairs of the barn. Oh, interesting. Um, because you, there's a lot of cracks in the right. boards. There's, you see a, lot of, there's a lot of gaps. In? And so you can see the moonlight coming in. And when that all of a sudden is just gone yeah. for like a split second, like, you can see that spirit sometimes up there pacing. Oh, interesting. So, that, I mean, it's what you're saying is I'm just kind of adding more validity yeah. to what you're saying. Like, you're going to feel a breeze coming through there because right. not only is that door huge when you have it open, it's just a huge opening in the side of the building. Yeah. You've got all of those cracks through because this is a wooden barn. So, you're going to feel that wind as it's coming through. And we were all kind of, when we were inside the barn, we were all around the open door, obviously, because it was very hot. So, it was nice to have that little you know breeze coming in but all the knock knocks and noises were all coming from the opposite end where we weren't standing you know because um perhaps where they felt comfortable standing away from us but anyway the shaving a haircut bit worked once again we just didn't get the audio because of the breeze at the exact same time dub breeze dub breeze mm-hmm. so yeah interesting investigation last night yeah fun times when i was locking up yes go on so Kent's like he's he'd had my EMF reader the whole night. Okay. And he's like, how much you want to bet it won't do anything if we go back up to the barn? And I go, okay, let's go. Okay. So we go back up to the barn, and just just standing on the porch outside, you could feel how heavy the energy was coming out of that building. And I kind of laughed a little bit, and I'm like, hey, Kent, stand in the doorway. Now, do you think that energy is because they're bothered? Because we've We've been investigating it for like three hours at this point, and people no, are coming in and talking, and they're probably this, just getting tired of it. This particular spirit is he's a he's an ass. Okay, um, he's what we used to call, or you could still call, like a type two. He's 
He's a negative human spirit because he can be. Mm-hmm. He's a jerk. Um, and he was probably like that when he was alive? Yes. Because uh, the way you are when you're alive, your personality doesn't change when you die. You don't just suddenly become a different person. <laughs> okay. Um, so he he gets off on trying to scare people. Oh. And this particular spirit, and I know Ghosty has been with me. It's like I think you were there. And I, yeah. We, when, we, when we picked up on it, like it wanted me to go down into the basement so he could try to trip me. Yeah, and like injure me going into the basement. Yeah, we've had a lot of runs and run-ins with the spirit. And I was just about to ask you if it was that same. It's one. It's the same one. <laughs> yeah, it's when when this spirit really started hating me. We were on an investigation, and our friend Lara uh, was there. There's so many Lars. <laughs> one of the Lars was there, um, and it was harassing her, and I felt it, and I thought it was like a negative inhuman spirit. Uh, found out after the fact it was a human spirit. Regardless, he's been a jerk. And I got firm with him, and I'm like, you need to leave her alone and stop harassing her. Uh, I was told later to stop doing that to people. Um, because, you know, it's, um, it's going to rob people of their experiences while they're investigating. But I did that because that's just the type of person I am. I'm, I'm very protective of the people that I bring with me. Uh, I'm very protective of my friends. So when I tell this spirit to leave her alone, it pissed him off. And so every time I'm there... He takes pleasure in trying to harass me now. Um, yeah. So I could feel his energy. It was seething out of the building. I tell Kent, stand in the doorway. And he's like, he, you know, he didn't think anything was going to happen. He thought the meter was just going to stay at zero. Because after we left the mill, as we walked around the whole grounds, it was zero the entire time. We didn't get any any spikes on it at all. Just walking around in the amphitheater, in the schoolhouse, nothing. It did nothing. We walked back up to the porch. It instantly, it's jumping up to like three and four again. And I go, hey, stand in the doorway. And he's like, like just outside or in the threshold. And I'm like, yeah, the threshold's fine. He stands, as soon as he steps foot in the doorway, it jumps up to eight on the EMF meter. And it starts, you know, flashing and making noises and stuff like that. And I watched him standing there, and he literally started teetering like it was trying to pull him into the building. Hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'm good. And he stepped back out. And uh, at this point, Jess walks back up to to join us. And she's like, anything? And it just starts beeping and going off again. <laughs> so we went back into the, the mill, and we were sitting down on the bench. At one point, I'm like, I pulled out some of my crystals, one that had obsidian and selenite, and I handed it to Kent. And I'm like, here, hold these. I want to see if it makes you feel better. And it did. And as we're sitting there, um, nothing, nothing going on. The whole time he was holding my crystals, nothing on the meter, right? He's like, oh, I want to try something, Tim. Here, take these back. And he handed them back to me. And almost instantly, the meter started going off again as soon as he wow. hands, handed me the crystals. And I'm just like, just as like, I'm going to go stand outside for a second because she, we were both kind of testing something. Um, she had pinpointed where the spirit was before I, I did. She pointed it out and I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And so I, I, there's a little bench in there on the, on the first floor. She went and stood in the doorway of the mill. I went and stood at the top of the stairs to the basement. And we kind of separated ourselves from Kent, and the meter just started going crazy again. Uh, at this point, we realized um, that the spirit was actually sitting, because the stairs go up. There's like a little landing. It turns mm-hmm. you know, 90 degrees and goes up some more. Yep. So he was sitting just on top of the landing. So Kent actually walked over with the meter and... It went from getting just the spikes up to like two, maybe three, to actually getting up to like eight and nine. And at this point, it's it's time to close up. I think that's when I came out and you're like, you know, I'm. Oh, you okay, asked yeah. me about closing up, so 
we started locking the doors. I, I went and asked if we had to lock all the doors on the mill. And she's like, oh, they're all open. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, yeah, they all need to be closed. So there's a door on each floor. Yeah. I mean, there's like, you know, fences or screen doors and stuff like that. Yeah, so I opened them because it was hot as hell in there. So, yeah. So we went to the top floor first. And I've actually uh, had an experience before. And I was talking to Mike last night about it. And there you was fell actually. out of that building. I didn't fall out of the building. No. Uh, someone else did. Oh, uh, gosh. The, the, uh, long time ago. One of the spirits that's still there was actually thrown out of the window on the top floor. Oh, wow. Um, that was the spirit that confessed his sins to me. He was, I can't remember if it was him that was thrown out or if he threw someone out. Oh. But someone, from from what I've gathered during my investigation, someone was actually thrown out of the top floor and thrown to their death, basically. I don't know if um, there you can look that up. I don't know if it's, I, maybe. I'll try. That's just kind of what I got from investigating. Anyways, uh, I've had an experience before where walking up those stairs it literally felt like I was walking through mud. Like it was thick. The energy was so thick, but just for me. Um, and I was, I was remembering that. I thought it was Caden that was with me, but I guess it was, it was our friend Mike and a different guy named Mike. And when this started happening, they actually kind of put me in between the two of them to kind of help me up and down the, uh, down the stairs. Cause I was having a hard time. Um, this is how thick the energy was. This spirit really does not like me. <laughs> and I had told Kent and Jess about that and didn't think much of it. We're going up to the top floor they went up first uh, to the second floor and they kind of noticed I was walking slow and they both stopped and they're like, are you all right? Like I, before they even saw me walking slow, they're like, they're like, Hey Tim, how you doing? Are you all right? I'm like, yeah. You remember me telling you like walking through mud that one time? I'm like, it's happening again. Cause I literally was like having a hard time walking up the stairs <laughs> and it was, it was interesting cause Jess got behind me and she's like, here, let me push some of my energy at you. And as soon as she did that, that feeling went away. I like, I was able to just walk normal again. Um, but it literally felt like I was walking through just a big, like pool of mud. Uh, we get to the top floor, we're closing the door and my meter, I've never seen it spike this high before, but my meter jumped up to, uh, like 24. Whoa. Um, and I know the K2 only goes to 20. So this is picking up more than what the K2 would actually pick up. Like it was constant red as we were closing the building down. It spiked up to like 24. It kept bouncing between like, it was like. Bouncing between like eight and 14, eight and 16. But yeah, as soon as I closed that first door on the top floor, uh, it spiked up to 22, 24, somewhere in there. Wow. And it was just constant as we were closing up the building, constant, just beeping reds, going all sorts of crazy. As soon as we got outside, it died down. That's weird. And it wasn't like, it wasn't until I actually, because we got to the top floor and it wasn't just like, I think it was still green when we actually got to the top floor. As soon as I started closing that door, it just, it spiked huge. Hmm. Um, and it, it did something similar in the barn. Like we locked up, walked around, made sure everything was locked up. The barn was one of the last things I locked. And um, it was funny because I did the same thing. I'm like, hey, can't stand in the door. <laughs> he's like, okay. He stands in the door and he's like, oh, nothing. He's like, oh, it's about two, three. And as he's standing there, I don't think he realized this, but Jess and I both started slowly walking away from the barn, leaving him by himself. And he's like, I'm going to go in just a little bit further. He took like one step in. It jumped up to like 16. Wow. And he's like, yeah, I'm out. Turned around and came back out. And we just, we shut and locked up the barn from there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I had a lot of fun last night. Yeah, it was a good um, time. I can't wait to go back. So just kind of reading real quick. Um, I couldn't find anything about specifically deaths from the mill. I did see in 2009, there was a head-on crash right outside of the mill where three uh, young people died. 
uh, right outside. And then I know on Ghost Adventures I talked about it, and it's kind of known there was also a young girl that had drowned right outside the mill. Um, was her family? Do you know? Do we know if the family worked there, or they just lived nearby, and she just was playing? I think they lived nearby. She was just kind of playing by the water, and she, yeah, I guess there's like a pond nearby that uh-huh. she drowned in. Yeah, so I guess there was there was and that one. I believe is actually documented. I, I think someone yes. says it look, they looked it up, and that one actually. Yeah, did that, that one. That one. That's, I think that's the only one that's documented. But it, no employees or anything, because these are big machines. I thought at some point maybe somebody had fallen in or something, but nothing I could find real just from a quick search. Yeah, it's it's there's so many spirits there, and some of them came with the buildings that were relocated uh, to yeah, there. Yeah, some of them are former wandering employees of the mill. Uh, spirits just wandering around. Yeah, I and mean feeding off that EMF energy. EMF and buildings. But for some reason, spirits like to be in buildings, even yeah. though they don't need them, they like them. So the, yeah, the feeling of shelter. We we touched a lot on like what we did last night. We've touched a little bit on other investigations. I've seen so much stuff. I've been there so many times. I've seen so many things there um, that I haven't even mentioned yet. Are you going to? I could. Um, like some, some things like significant that really stands out. Maybe. Okay, so two things real quick. Okay, I like this. So and and I'm not the only one that's seen this. There is a really large inhuman uh, spirit that hangs around by the fire pit, and I think he goes back into the ruins. Where's the fire pit? So the fire pit is if you, you know how we walked down past the small mill to get to the big, the will to do our reenactment photo. Yes. Um, Instead of going down to the left, you go to the right because there's like that bridge there. Oh, but if you turn right and it's kind of grown over at this point, they haven't like cleared it out. But if you go right instead, there's a little fire pit down there. Okay. And um, I've investigated there and while that's the barn, the fire pit and the mill are probably the most. Like negative mm. areas on the ground. Okay. Um, so there was one time I was investigating the fire pit. We had a, a little small group going there, and the branches kind of hang down low mm-hmm. at this point. It was probably about seven feet from the ground. Um, it's a little bit. It was a little bit taller than me because I didn't have to duck to go uh, underneath these branches. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and I'm sitting there, we're just kind of talking, and I see this large, massive, like, I mean, I don't know if you've seen, like, a shadow, like, as you're investigating. You know, it's dark, right? Yeah. And you see, like, the darkness get darker. Okay. Um, I've only seen this a couple times, but this one, very clear. Like, I could see this, like, dark mass, and it looked like it was crouched down and kind of, like, crawling towards the fire pit. Oh, weird. And at this point, like... Like army crawl? No, like more like... um kind of like crouch like sneaking crawling like on all guess. fours like well just like just crouch down just okay. crouch down okay. just kind of like kind of crouch, crouching like oh, sneaking right okay okay and it's crouched down his head was almost to the branches which is about seven feet oh geez. if not maybe a little shorter but somewhere in there this was crouched the giant was this a is like in a crouched position and i noticed a couple other people that were like looking in that direction as well and I'm like, do you see it too? And they're like, yeah, there's something over there. I'm like, yeah, it's like he's crouched down crawling towards us. And as soon as we pointed it out, it took off. And I know several people have seen this. Standing tall, it's about nine feet tall. This when you thing say it is takes huge. off, do you see like shrubbery move? No, I just saw the shadow go. Okay. Like okay. it got less dark, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Like the light, it, like the light itself lightened up. Like it was like, okay. I mean, you can still see a little bit like moonlight coming through, uh-huh. and all of a sudden you, you're not seeing the moonlight. You're seeing this black mass okay. like, coming towards Almost you. Like it dissipates, and then you see it turn and go the other direction. Oh, okay. Shadows don't do that. Okay. You know, 
It's it's huh. yeah, and like I said, this thing, um, people have described it when it's standing fully erect. It's like nine feet tall. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um, another one. This actually happened in the fire pit as well. Okay. Um, so you know, I don't even know about that. I didn't even remember this. For next time, check out this fire pit. So uh, I told you about the spirit that one of them was like thrown out the window to their death, right? Yes. So I think, in my opinion, this is what happened. I think uh, the spirit reenacted its death. Um, hmm. So we're standing in the fire pit, and two of us saw it. So it wasn't just me that saw this, but I don't. I don't give a whole lot of stock to orbs and photos and stuff like that because it could be so. There's so many things it could yeah. be. It could be dust, water molecules, whatever. But this thing was big enough to where it was on top of the mill and it was like it. The best way to describe it is size. It was probably like the size of like a semi tire. Like this thing was huge. Okay. You know, the size of like a body, like okay. a person. Like, yeah. But it was this big, bright light and it just manifested on the top of the mill and went one direction. Like it was moving, like it started at the back of the mill. I was moving towards the front of the mill, kind of came down a little bit, and then just shot to the back of the mill again. Interesting. And then was gone. And I, like I said, I wasn't the only one that saw this. Hmm. Um, there was two of us that saw it. Interesting. And, you know, where the, the where that mill that, you know, this is on the, uh, uh, I want to say north side of the mill. Like, you know, because the fire pit, like I said, is on the other side. Uh-huh. You've got the, the mill, the small mill, and then the fire pit. So it was on the side between... You know the the mill and the the small mill. You know we saw this on the side of the building, kind of go one direction, drop a little bit, and then shoot off back in the the direction it came from. Oh, interesting. And you know I've never seen anything like that before. Like I've seen cars and stuff drive by, and the cars are on the other side of the building, so there's really no way for like, especially on the top with how tall that building is, there's really no way for light to just like sure. show up right there on the top of the building. So in my opinion, it was like, and I've kind of seen this before at some other places too, but it just seemed like the spirit was kind of reenacting his death of being thrown out the window. Interesting. You saying that actually reminded me of something when uh, Ghosty, myself, and, and his friend Nicole were actually in the barn by ourselves. I actually looked outside, you know, because there's a lot of people out investigating. I kind of looked outside. And uh, what it looked like to me was next to this uh, that steel camper trailer we, we talked about. Yeah. What did you call it again? It's camper. camper. Oh, I thought you called it something. But, um, I was going to call it something else, but like a camper cabin thing. Yeah. It's a camper trailer. Next to it, next to it was a, is another cab, a wooden cabin. And I thought I saw a shadow person standing there and walk off the edge of the roof. And I saw that turn around. I, went, I, I like looked back to see everyone. I saw that and I looked back in the barn and said, wait a minute, what did I just see? And I looked back and uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't know if I, I, I my eyes played tricks from a, a car driving by with headlights and it was casting a shadow of one of the investigators up on the, I don't know, but it was, it was a little interesting. It looked like a shadow person standing on the roof of it and walk off the edge of it. Took, cool. it took Like I see, I, I saw a step being taken. Interesting. Yeah. But um, I'm like, wait, was somebody on a trail and it looked like it was near the roof? So... When I dub- when I did a double check, I'm like I don't I don't know I don't know, but it just seemed like that. It was very interesting. Yeah, we're going a little bit long on this one. I think it's okay because okay. we didn't have an episode last week. <laughs> so, um, there's one more thing that last time I was there, last potluck I did okay. at the end of last year, 
I remember after all was said and done, Caden, his wife, and I, and Mark were all standing in the parking lot talking. And I, I remember this very clearly. It's, it, this scared me. Okay. Like, this really scared me. I jumped. Um, we were standing there talking, and I hear this loud, like, popping noise. Okay. Like, I thought, like, the transformer nearby, like, you know, because, like, when electricity oh. pops. Yes, like, yeah, that like, kind lightning, of noise. Like, pop, it, like, right? it's, it was loud, yeah. right? And I, it startled me, and I jumped. And before I knew what was going on, Mark was, like, right there, jumped in and grabbed me and started yelling. And he's like, you need to leave him alone. Knock it off right now. And I saw Caden doing his thing, kind of pushing his energy. And, like, kind of, they both, like, surrounded me, like, protecting me. And I'm just like, what the hell's going on? Uh-huh. Um, after talking to these guys, uh, Mark said at the same time, like he said, my facial expressions was changing and I didn't realize, like, I didn't know anything was going on. Uh Um, I just, I hear the popping noise. I jumped. Mark was like, before he even, before I even heard the popping noise and before I jumped, he was already reaching to grab my shoulder. Mm -hmm. Um, he said he could literally feel the energy starting to shift. He felt that change. And I believe Caden did as well. And they both just like jumped right into action because, like I said, I heard that popping noise and it was loud. Um, like I said, I, I thought the transformer blew or something like that. Right. So I'm like looking around trying to figure out what that noise was. And these two guys are just, they jumping in like, like I said, Mark yelling at the spirit, telling it to leave me alone. Caden like pushing his energy, trying to shield me or whatever he was doing at the time. And at that point, we we're just like, okay, I think we had Mark say a prayer real quick. And then we just got in our cards and left. We got we got out of there. So, what was happening then? Like, so, I kind of got the feeling. I got home, uh-huh. and I knew Caden was still awake. And I texted okay. him, and I'm like, dude, why do I get the feeling that no one else heard that popping noise? He's like, because we didn't. Okay. He's like, there was no popping noise. Interesting. And I'm like, okay. Getting goosebumps. So, the next morning, <laughs> I sent Mark a text. And I'm like, did you hear any popping noise? And he's like, no, but I did feel the shift in the energy. And so I'm at this point, I'm like freaked out because uh-huh. I think my eye ovulus kind of helped freak me out because it said like beast and like, um, I don't put a whole lot of stock into this app because it okay. does spit out random words. Sometimes they're relevant. Um, but it, it said something like beast and I can't remember what the other word was, but, um, it's kind of freaked me out a little bit. And then I, as I started digging and trying to figure out what actually happened, uh, there was that, that spirit. The one that follows me around and then doesn't like me because I, you know, protect other people from him. Okay. Uh, he found a way to penetrate my my butt. energy field, my butt. <laughs> That's he does that to you. Um, <laughs> he saves himself for you. Uh, no, he he somehow managed to like get in my energy field. Okay. And that's what I heard him tearing my bubble basically. That's why I'm the only cherry popping. He popped my cherry. (laughs) It was the first time. So I've never experienced that before. So I didn't know what was was magical for you. It was very magical for me. I asked Brandy um, (laughs) if she knew what was going on. She explained it to me. Uh, That's what happened is he basically like sometimes there's shielding. Have Uh, you heard of shielding? Right. Yes. Uh, A lot of people, you just imagine like a white bubble of light around you to protect you from negative spirits. Right. Um, I kind of do that, but not like intentionally. Um, everyone has like an innate, like protective barrier. Everyone's got their energy filled. Everyone, everyone puts off some sort of energy. And this particular spirit was able to, um, I never give spirits permission to use my energy. Okay. I've heard people do that. They're like, you can use my energy to power the equipment or whatever, 
trying to get the K2 to go off. I don't do that. I don't offer up my energy because um, I need it for what I do for protecting other people. Uh-huh. Um, so this was this from what I was told, and I, I believe this to be true. Um, this was this spirit invading my personal bubble. In your space. He was getting into my space without my permission. Stranger danger. Which is why I heard the popping noise. He was pretty much popping my bubble. Interesting. Or my cherry. Mm-hmm. As Ghosty refers it to. Yes. Oh, he yeah. He popped my cherry. All right. Stop. Don't touch me there. That is my no-no square. He didn't follow the rules. Yeah, yeah no, I was like, it kind of freaked me out. Before I figured out what was going on, like, finding out I was the only one that heard that that loud popping noise. That is weird, yeah. That that just had me freaked out even more, because I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Interesting. Mm, okay. But yeah, so many experiences there, and I love going to that place. And thanks again for renting it out for us. Appreciate yep. it. And we're going to be doing it again in September. All right. All right. So you're going to have to bring Nicole again. Make or, some of that. Or the dates, whichever one. <laughs> Well, bring bring Nicole and bring me a date and dates. Done. I need a girlfriend. <laughs> done and done. You can find me at Tinder. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so find him on Grinder. Find us. <laughs> yes, yes. If you want to pop tips, guys, <laughs> bubbles, guys, find me on Grinder. Isn't that a sandwich? Sure. <laughs> yeah, they'll eat it. I'm sure they will. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, yeah. So we are a little bit longer. We're an hour and a half ish. Somewhere in there, which is okay. Yeah. Because uh, we didn't have an episode last week. So you get more of us this week. Yes. Yay. <laughs> I've got stories for the next episode. Uh, we have some listeners that have reached out to us. They love the oh. podcast. They love that I left the other podcast and started this one because this one is much more entertaining. Obviously. Um, I hope so. <laughs> it, no, I've, I've, it's funny because when people like, I had a couple people text me and they're like, I, I'm sad you're not on that show anymore. You know, it's not as fun without you. And I'm like, oh, well, did you know, here's the link to my new podcast. And one of the guys that did that with, uh, did that, you know, when I told him about the new podcast, he, he's texts me every now and then to just tell me how much he loves the show. So uh, his name is Zachary. Thanks, Zachary. Um, Thanks, bud. He actually lives in, uh, I believe Missouri. Okay. So he actually was one of the listeners that followed from the other podcast to this podcast, uh, he loves the show. Thanks for listening. He does have some experiences uh, that we can share on a future episode. Oh, great. Um, yes. We also have that email I was telling you guys about last week. Yes. I did hear back from her. Uh, she has given us permission to use her story on the show. Great. And she has a lot more stories. Awesome. Um, this I'm not going to reveal her name or where she lives or anything like that. She has asked for us to be discreet on that stuff like that. So if you do have a story, um, feel free to share it with us. You can reach us at evp.pod. At gmail.com, also on the social medias at Instagram and Facebook, it's the evp.pod. Yep. Uh, you can message us on either one of those platforms or the email. Um, email, pretty much I'm the only one that checks that, but on the social medias, all three of us check that. So um, we are checking it, though. The emails come straight to my phone. So when Great. you send us an email, I see it right away. Awesome. Um, and then the, the Instagram and the Facebooks you guys see as well. So, yes, uh, we will be very discreet. Um, we won't reveal any information you don't want us to reveal. If you have stories that you want to share, um, we would love to tell the stories. We'd love to share your experiences. Um, Absolutely. so feel free to hit us up and we will, if you want us to talk about those, or even if you just want to tell us about your experience and just want us to know, and you don't want us to share it, uh, do that too. Like, yeah, you know, or even if you just want to say hi. Yes. 
If you want to say hi, if you have a question that you want us to answer on the show, anything, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Or if you need our help investigating, uh, for whatever reason, also feel free to hit us up. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching, listening, whatever you're doing. Thanks for being with us. Peace out, butterflies. Ghosty out. Sayonara. Thank <laughs> you.